1: Esta lectura es muy peligrosa. This is a very dangerous reading, this scripture that we shared this morning from the end of Matthew's Gospel. It doesn't sound dangerous maybe to you, especially if you are um, an Anglo person, it probably sounds exciting, invigorating, challenging. You might imagine and hear that call to go and make disciples of all nations as even one that resonates well with the idea of making a more diverse and inclusive church. And it does. But, the same passage is one of the foundational passages of scripture that has been misused in horrifying ways for centuries. In 1452, more than 500 years ago. In 1452, uh, the Pope issued a papal bull called Dum Diversus, until it is different. And uh, in that papal bull, in that declaration, in that uh, authority, authorizing declaration, he said to the King of Portugal that you are responsible for sharing the gospel and that whatever lands you discover as a nation, and claim for yourself, you can do so in the name of the church in order to baptize and make disciples of those nations. This idea from the end of the Matthew's Gospel became part of the Pope's justification. And then in 1493, I think it was, uh, there was an extension of that concept of that idea that said that all of the Christian nations of Europe Uh, were allowed to expand and explore and claim whatever lands uh, they found in the name of their country on behalf of the church to make disciples of the nations. They just couldn't compete with one another. And those two papal bulls, along with some of the other authority uh, and work of the church in those centuries, became the foundation of what became known as the doctrine of discovery. That doctrine meant, in essence, what I just said, that Any European nation that showed up somewhere where there was not another European nation already claiming a land that was not theirs, they could claim it, declare it was theirs, and that they had the right and authority to do so. And so that became the underpinning justification for uh, the empires and colonization of the world in Africa, in North and South America, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Asia. This is a dangerous scripture. And that might sound like ancient history, 570 years ago or whatever it was, but it was even quoted and referred to in US law into the 19th century, explaining why it is that we didn't owe reparations to the indigenous people who lived in this land. This is a dangerous scripture. Because you might hear that, because we can hear that as Jesus calling us to go and conquer in his name, to go and force people to be disciples in his name. And it's not hard to see that the problem is not maybe the scripture itself, but rather that like almost all scripture, how we understand it says more about who we are than about what the scripture says. This is a dangerous scripture as almost any passage of Scripture can be. We are called to make disciples, but listen carefully to what Jesus says here. Jesus does not say you are called to convert. Jesus does not say you are called to conquer. Jesus does not say to teach people how to be like you. What Jesus says is to make disciples teaching them to do what I've commanded you. And there were lots of things that Jesus taught about, but the commands that Jesus gives us can really be boiled down to these. Love God, love one another, love as I have loved you. There's nothing about domination there. There is nothing about political power there. There is nothing about overwhelming someone. There is nothing about making people follow the cultural customs that you're used to. This is a dangerous passage because we're so quick to misunderstand it, to twist it to our own perverse ends. So this passage has been is an underlying piece of the systems that we experience and see today that empower white people over people of color, that empower European colonial powers over indigenous people. It's not what Jesus intended, but it's what we've done. And we are called, brothers and sisters, those of us in the white church are called not only to say, oh, well, of course that's not what it means, but to repent of that work done by those who came before us. You and I didn't make the systems, but we continue to benefit from them. And so our work, our call is to dismantle those systems. Jesus says, go and make disciples. But what we need to understand about what Jesus commissions us to do in that moment is that it is to be disciples first in the way of love, in the way of self-giving, in the way of sacrifice for others. To go into the world with humble, gracious love. That is the work of our lives. Not to tell people how they ought to live, but to show people how we live. To open ourselves to others. To pour our lives out in service to others. Now you can find, if you go online or if you go to a lot of the church growth seminars, lots of really slick uh, PR programs for the church? How do you invite people to come and join? And I'm all for inviting people to join us for worship or to work alongside us in the work that we're doing. But Jesus is not asking us to be PR for the gospel when he sends us into the nations of the world and asks us to make disciples. 90%, 95%, 99% of our work of discipleship is not making others disciples, but being better disciples ourselves. And when we live in that way, people will be drawn to the work that we're doing. I've talked to friends and colleagues who have been out at work in the world, in the streets these last few weeks, marching alongside Black Lives Matter leaders, participating in the protests. And time and time again, what they've said is, They've been surprised at how many people have come to them because they've worn a stole or their clerical gear or a collar. They say, where are you from? Why are you here? We didn't know that the church cared. There's a world that does not know that the church cares. You may have seen this also in the news about two weeks ago. A lot of the current protests around Black Lives Matter and against police brutality began in Minneapolis because of the murder of George Floyd in the streets. And as those protests continued, another group showed up to help to stand alongside those who were protesting the streets, the Amish, which I know sounds like the beginning of a joke. So the Amish went to a protest but they showed up and lots of people have asked, well, how do they even know? And, I, and look, I don't, I, I, I'm not telling you you need to be Amish because I don't agree with probably most of the theology of our Amish brothers and sisters and they would disagree with mine, but part of their work in the world is to be set apart, to not be distracted. That's why you, they don't have televisions and phones in their communities, in their homes, so that they can hear the call of God more clearly. It is the work of their lives to hear and to model the work that they believe the gospel calls them to. And the Amish showed up at a protest. God help us if people know the Amish have been there and don't know that the Methodists have. There have been absolutely Methodists and Lutherans and Presbyterians and Catholics and Baptists in the streets and people of no faith and other faiths gathered together because God is stirring up something new in our midst. And the work of our lives is not work that we get to say we're ever done with. Jesus didn't say to those who had gathered on the mountain that day, Go and make disciples until you get to about, I don't know, 55 years old, and then you can retire. We'll give you a nice watch. Jesus didn't say, go and make some disciples in the world. Go out in the world in the way of love and, until you find something more interesting. Go into the world until you're ready to, to you know, settle down somewhere. It is not a task that Jesus sets before us, but a way of life. And we are never done. We are never done in our own disciple-making, making ourselves more faithful disciples, and we are never done living the way of love in the world. And the way of love these days has to look like working for justice. It has to look like working to dismantle racist systems in our communities, in our world, in our hearts. This is the work of our lives. And it does not end. There is work to do, more than enough work to do, just here. We are called. We are called to live out the commission that Jesus sets before us, not in the ways that has been twisted and misunderstood for five and a half centuries, but in the way that Jesus intended it. To be at work in the world by the way of love, to love God, to love others, sacrificially, selflessly. This is the call. This is the work that Jesus sets before us as individuals and as a congregation. Jesus finishes that commission and says, remember this. As you go into the world, as disciples in the way of love, living and sharing the divine love of God for all people, as you do the work of your life, remember this, that I am with you. I am with you to the end of the age. We do not do this work alone. We work for a more just and peaceful and loving world, but we do not do it alone. Jesus is already out in the streets, marching and singing and shouting for justice. Jesus is already at work dismantling the racist systems in our world. Jesus is already at work in our church and in our community and in our hearts and our job, our commission is not to lead the way but to follow where Jesus is already at work. We are not alone, brothers and sisters. God is moving and Christ calls us to the work of our lives and that, that my friends, is the good news. Thanks be to God. Gracias a Dios. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hugh, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m. on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at Umc.org. Thank you. Everything we do is
1: for the glory
0: of
1: God. Amen, amen, amen.
0: Amen.